What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McNichols, joined by my co-host, Rich Houck, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Today is a special occasion. Uh, I'm going to ask Rich and Mike how they feel about it, and then we'll see where it goes. If it goes well, we'll keep it in, and if not, we're going to cut it out and we'll just go back to our usual intro. But We have three episodes we didn't release, and then there was four episodes of you know that I recorded on my own as Ryan's Rants, but if we include all those episodes, this would be our 50th episode. So okay. how do we feel about that? Are we including the three episodes that we never released out to the public and the four Ryan's Rants episode and calling this episode 50? Or are we waiting for a different episode 50? Uh, this is episode 50. That's fine. I mean, even if it's not online, that's sorry. It's behind. Uh, maybe it will be released one day. Yeah. We still have the recording stored away somewhere. All right, All right so this is our 50. Yeah. This is our 50th episode. 50th so episode. Happy 50th. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I figured I'd start with that, and then if it didn't work, I was going to go into today is Saturday, February 4th. We got the Super Bowl coming up next week. We got the Senior Bowl going on today. The game actually takes place later today. The practices happened this week, and with that being said, I think Rich had some rookies he wanted to talk to us about for this upcoming season. Yeah, a couple guys who I think right now, um, I'm looking at early ADP off a of sleeper. I think their ADP is a little bit too low. I think got, these guys are going to rise up um, before drafts, especially through the, you know the combine and they get athletic testing and get run through drills. Um, I think they're going to be talked about a lot higher among the fantasy community than they are right now. Started off with uh, running back from TCU, Kendry Miller. I see him taking off a sleeper as uh, ADP of the eighth running back. And just to me, he should be probably the third or fourth running back drafted, um, just based off of. Watching the tape and seeing him, he, to me, projects as a guy who can handle 20-plus carries at the next level. I mean, he averaged over six yards per carry at 17 touchdowns, over 1,500 scrimmage yards this year. Um, he was the workhorse for TCU this year, and he got the job done. And I think he's going to impress some teams um, through meetings and workouts and stuff. I expect him to rise up um, through ADP. I don't like players from TCU. Yeah, you got to get over to bias. <sighs> So you can't scout the helmet. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You can't scout, right. the, you helmet. Can't scout the helmet. Yeah, I, I've been, I, I say that every day, but um, it's hard to not fall it's into after. Biases. You know, I mean, it's just tough as a as a Birds fan. Uh, but he did. You know, they they did pull through for me on that bet this year. And he's a he's a junior, right? So he's not any any of the stuff that happened this week where he would have been measured for no. anything. No, he's okay. A so we don't he's have any player. Yeah, we will get those. I imagine the combine. Yeah, uh, I hope we get them at the combine. I don't know where else we'd get them if we don't get them from the combine. Pro so. day. So what what excites you about this this young man? He can do it all. For us, I mean, the limited uh, time he was asked to catch pass, he didn't they didn't ask him to do it a ton. He was able to catch them effectively. Um, but when you're talking about a guy who can run the ball, some mm-hmm. of the guys got vision. He's got power. He's got contact balance. He's elusive. I mean, what well, I. You just see he starts just checking boxes as you go, and you're like, dang, this guy can play. 
Yeah, so he declared, it says 18 days ago. So yeah, he, Right recently. after they lost the uh, championship to Georgia, he declared. It was like next day or two days after. Yeah, yeah. So the thing that's really going to determine his stock is essentially how his passing game looks when he goes to the combine, how he does in the passing drills, and, and, and his athletic testing, obviously, as well. But really the pass catching is going to be a big part of what it is because if you don't have a lot of film on it, that's what will get guys on the field early and often. So that's, I guess, what we're still waiting to see from him. So. Yeah. But I'm not going to pretend that I haven't seen a whole lot of film on him yet, so that's why that's all I have to say as yeah. far as based off what you've given me and what I uh, what the information I have. It just Can seems like we, we just need to see more from him in the passing game. That's yeah. not going to happen until the combine, right. so it's going he's probably going to stay down there until we get to that point. Yeah, we'll see what you know how he runs forty time and things like that. But if he overtests athletically, then he's going to shoot up. But can he block? We'll, we'll see. Um, from what he did, uh, he was pretty effective, you know. But all running backs have a learning curve when they get to the next level. You know, right. Expected him to come in and be able to block these these monster edges coming. An all around player like Cam Akers <laughs> or uh, Najee Harris. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have him in the same tier. Najee was he was a first round uh, pick in the yeah, NFL yeah, draft. Yeah. Kendra Miller won't be right. Uh, maybe late second. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping he gets second round capital if. if Someone, you know, if anybody sees what I see. But. Right. Yeah, no, I was trolling with the Cam Akers thing, by the way. So, I, I know. I okay. was trying to let it go. I, I said it really so dead, that, and you yeah. just, yeah. I, just I, didn't like, that, like, yeah. I didn't want that to be on the record. No. Um, don't, don't put that yeah. Don't put that juju on him. <laughs> He's coming back. Yeah, right. He looked good at the end of yeah. the season. I was going to say, I think also right now, just again, just a big picture view at the moment, something that might hurt him or might push him down into that third round. Like, I know you said you want him to go in the second, but... There's just a number of free agent running backs available for teams at the moment, and then there's just a large group of running backs coming up in this draft that at this moment there's like a top two, you know, like Bijan Robinson and, and Jameer Gibbs, and then there's a huge like crowd after that, and so he would need to do something to really distinguish himself to make him, I think, go in the second round. Otherwise, you know, I think we he's one of those guys where he just might end up in the third round. Not because he's not talented enough to be taken in the second round or sooner, but just because right. with all the available options, you know, they might get pushed down a little bit. That's kind of something I'm seeing with the draft that's upcoming is I think running backs are probably going to get pushed down just because of the huge free agent class and the number of them coming up in this draft. Yeah. And then additionally, I think wide receivers might get pushed up a little bit because there's a number of teams out there that need wide receivers. I, I expect wide receivers to go up. We, we saw what the team's trading for them and – Teams not wanting to sign him and guys coming in and being able to produce on the rookie contract. Yeah. You know, but with, with the running back situation, though, I think that with the free agent class, that could, it could help some of these rookie running backs, too, because when you look at it, would you rather, would you pay someone like Miles Sanders 10 or $12 million a year, or would you take your shot on a rookie, uh, a running back on a rookie contract to you? Like, it's, it's you know, when, right, you know, you, you, where do you want to spend the money? And teams are going to be thinking the same thing. No, right, but there's also, I mean, just when you put everything into context, they're like, you know, Miles Sanders is leaving there. It's like, you know, I don't know that I, if they, even if they drafted a rookie, I don't know that I want that rookie running back in there with the, how much they split up that offense right. among other I'm just, players. Just and it's so, like, with the amount of situations where a rookie running back would walk into and be the number one star, like, that's the problem. A lot of these guys that are going to be free are like, you know, Jarek McKinnon, Devin Singletary, David Montgomery. Guys that, you know, Dave Montgomery could be a number one for a team somewhere, but I think they'll probably be part of rotation. The other guys are going to probably be, like, the 1Bs of a rotation, so it just might make it so that guys, their teams don't necessarily need to trip over themselves to grab a running back in the second round and then grab him in a third round and pair him with Devin Singletary or Kareem Hunt or Jarek McKinnon or something like that. 
but sure. wide receivers is a little bit of a different story. And you, know, you had one of those guys as well you wanted to look at? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of Cedric Tillman uh, out of Tennessee. All right, so tell us a little bit about Cedric Tillman. Big body wide receiver, been banged up a lot of his college career. Where is he coming in at? Uh, height, height wise, was six three um, height. I, I don't have off the yeah, top. No, of six three, yeah, six three. Two fifteen. Two um, fifteen. Big body um, was explosive when he played, but he spent a lot of time banged up, a lot of time on the shelf. Okay, so this is why you think he's flying under the, under the radar. Yeah, um, twenty twenty one last season was his, was the only season he played a full year. Okay, sixty four catches, thousand yards, twelve touchdowns. He averaged 17 yards per catch. We're getting to that point where we're seeing some weird stuff from the long-term effects of COVID right now as well. Mm-hmm. As like where guys don't have, they might if they were injured. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think COVID, about that either. Injured plus that, COVID. I forgot all about the COVID thing in 2020. So yeah. I don't know if I'm, I didn't. I need to check if he got hurt 2020 or if he what happened there. Yeah, we'll take a look at that. Um, at, uh, we take a look at that in a second here, but. Um, so obviously, big guy. Uh, what he else? Was, he was putting on this season before he got hurt. Six games played, he had thirty-seven catches, four hundred seventeen yards, three touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. So you know he, he's going to be close to that thousand-yard game uh, mark if he played the full season. Yeah, played in uh, the SEC. Yeah, so. probably been right around that eight touchdown mark. Um, he's been effective when he can stay on the field. Um, it, it's a risk, but I, I think if when he gets in through, you know. Gets to the combine, gets uh, talking to the teams, and gets tested. Um, and he get, if he gets gets, gets that good um, check and clear bill uh, medically, I, I'm going to invest. I'm, I'm hoping he follows me in the second round, honestly, in, in dynasty drafts. I'd be <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I might have a couple picks in the second that I'd be willing to part with. So, mm, we'll see. Raya, you got anything else on uh, Cedric over here? Any questions? Any any uh, info for us? Uh, no, I'm still, I still need to get ready or take a deeper dive or deeper look at the rookie class. I've only done a very surface level look at some of the guys at the moment, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know what I'm talking about with them yet. Um, for sure. We'll save that for future podcasts. For most people, out. football is over already. Yeah, but, football but, never ends. But for us, stuff's really picking up. Ends. We got a lot to do. We got to yeah. look at these rookies. We got, I got to review uh, the information We, we still have busy year. Sundays here at the Oddballs. You know. We got the Eagles going in the Super Bowl this, next Sunday. Yeah. It's uh, it's exciting times. It is. Grease the poles. <laughs> All right. So what we're gonna be looking at then for the rest of the episode is we're gonna take a look at. Some of the coaching changes, the head coaches, offensive coordinators across the league, and kind of project. F- we're going to project how we think what essentially the fantasy fallout is for those teams. What's the essentially the dynasty effects? What should you be doing with some of the guys on these teams if you have them? Should you be trading them? Should you be holding them? You know, should you be trying to acquire them? And so we're just going to start off with the bat. I guess we're just going to kind of go through this alphabetically. We're going to start off with the Arizona Cardinals, who had quite the offseason. They fired head coach Cliff Kingsbury, and their general manager, Steve Kime, is stepping down. He stepped away during the season to focus on his health, and now he's stepping he's stepping down for good. They have already filled in that vacant GM role with Monty Austinfort, who was the uh, for the past few seasons was the director of player personnel for the Tennessee Titans. It's interesting because both Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime had signed extensions through 2027, and they signed that signed them last year in 2022 in the offseason, and now they're both gone. <laughs> and Cliff Kingsbury is 
in Thailand with his girlfriend, enjoying the paycheck that he doesn't need to work for the next couple of years. Uh, that's crazy. You can't that's make OG this up. Stuff. Literally, the first thing he did after he got fired was go to Thailand. Bought Just a one, go one way ticket. <laughs> one way ticket to Thailand. I love it. Yeah, he's, like, I mean, he's got five years of employment covered. For I like him. to see other people living my dreams as well. Yeah, good for him. Man. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> so the Cardinals have yet to find a new head coach. Kyler Murray also tore his ACL late in the season. He's unlikely to be ready for week one. In addition, I mean, the way this is trending, <laughs> is he going to be ready at all? Like maybe the season. He just takes the season off. They don't even have a. What are they doing? What are they doing there? No head coach. Kyler Murray doesn't look like he'll be ready. Free agent wide receivers include A.J. Green, Greg Dortch, who popped for times. At they want to trade D-Hop. What's going on? They want to trade D-Hop away, so he's likely gone as well. So you'll be left with Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore, and I don't know who else is even there at that point because Greg Dortch and Antoine Wesley are gone, so I'm not even sure who the third would be. Losing Dow Williams in free agency as well, so you've only got James Conner left. Zach Ertz also, you know, tore his ACL, MCL in Week 10. So chances that he's ready for Week 1 are slim to none as well, so then you're thin at tight end. So you've got no head coach. Your starting quarterback's going to be shelved most likely. You're looking to trade your number one wide receiver who's just hit over 30. Your top tight end's not going to be ready to start the season. What do we think realistically is the – most significant thing here fantasy-wise for the Cardinals. Uh, you probably don't want a piece of it. I'm mean, not interested want, in... Like, realistically, what, what do they do at the quarterback position? Do they just run it back with Colt McCoy? So, one of the options that I was thinking, or the two options that I was considering for them would be bringing in somebody like Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. That does not inspire confidence. No, but even no, so. but you're hoping that you're expect you're expecting Kyler Murray to be back at some point next season. So you need somebody who can come in and play at a competent level until then. But they've only got about 14 million in cap space. It's not nothing, but it's also, you know, backup quarterbacks are signing for you know 15, 20 million. I think those guys might be able to get a little bit cheaper because of everything that's going on with them. Uh, realistically, it's looking more like Darwin because I think if you bring in Mayfield, there's just there's a lot more that comes along with bringing in Mayfield. And there's the you know there might be whispers you know if he starts to do well of him taking over. Whereas I I don't think that's as realistic with Sam Darnold. But so, no, so yeah, I imagine it. But again, if if I'm looking at like what do I what if I'm looking at it from the team and what's most likely to happen, I want to bring in someone who, like you said, can steady the ship but isn't necessarily a threat to Kyler Murray because we've just decided to get rid of our head coach in favor of keeping Kyler Murray, who finished the season hurt. And yeah. You know, again, I think the fantasy-wise, I think we're looking at Marquise Brown would be the wide receiver that you're most interested in, and maybe they bring in somebody like a Miko Hardman from the wide receiver free agency class, but there's not a lot of free agent wide receivers out there. So, mm-hmm. And I don't know... They can't use the third overall pick on a like a wide receiver or anything like that. That'd be too high for anybody in this class. So. Trade back to a quarterback needy team. This is true. I would love to see so. Greg Dortch go somewhere else. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the he's mo- a free. The move Sorry. I see with this off with, with, with this team in terms of dynasty. Week four, week five. Yeah. Start sending them offers for Marquise Brown. I mean, you get an opportunity to buy low, especially if if Kyler gets announced out uh, out for the season. Mm. And you you know 2023 is not your year. You're not competing. You're rebuilding. Yeah, that's a guy you target for 2024. Yeah, for sure. You that's know? that's a good idea. Um, uh, you got to make sure the other person 
hears you out on that. Yeah, you know, but, see what goes on. They might be pushing yeah. to compete, and Marquise Absolutely. Brown may not be getting it done at that point. And then, you know, yeah, it's. Then it, it I like the good. idea of if, if you're if you want to buy them now, do you do you want to? I don't if you're thinking about when are you now. sending this offer? Like, do you want to look for to try and get them sooner rather than later? Because, like, we're we're at a pretty small, slow slow part of the season right now. You know, uh, so just bear in mind too. At as of this moment, Marquise Brown will be a free agent in 2024. So, so this is his last year. Aww. Aww. Yeah, that goes. That's under contract. Then. Yeah, that's yeah. a move down. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, so I guess it's sell him if you can and try to, you know, get him to somebody who maybe is either rebuilding or maybe if you right. can sell somebody you on the... You Marquise Brown? Huh? You um, buying Marquise Brown? Who's buying? No. I don't know. It's just, it seems like it got to be very hard to sell right the now. The only thing I'm giving up for him is probably like a, a single late first, maybe. Probably is around my price. I think yeah, if you were going to sell him, your point could be that, you know, hey, he's going to be a free agent next year. And, you know, he could, you know, teams are still going to be looking for wide receivers. You don't know how, I don't, you don't know that they're all going to get their fill this year. So maybe next year he's one of the top free agent wide receivers available and goes to a team, gets like can, uh, a Christian Kirk deal or something like that. That's, that's the point you could sell. It's not, I'm, bu- I'm not buying that point. That would be the only point to sell on it, though. So. This is a complete sidebar. Just popped in. I meant to ask you guys earlier. Did you see the report that came out yesterday that T. Higgins might be traded for a top pick in the draft? Really? No, yes. I did not see that. Yeah, it's, yeah that's it's a very, very interesting sidebar. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, that's part of what makes yeah. them so dangerous is having all three of those wide receivers out right. there. Hayden Hurst is a free agent too. You know what I mean? And I think Joe Mixon's in the last year of his contract. I said, mm. He's due to get paid, and there was there was something they said with uh, Higgins' agent. Um, the Bengals have a, they have a history. They haven't been able to work a deal out with them to get a guy extended. Aww. Really? Yeah. The same thing with Bates. The, the safety they have. He has the same agent. Okay. No. Yeah. That was the whole thing. Oh God. Very interesting. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, lots to keep our eye on that. That's definitely interesting. The things that just pop into my head are very random. Absolutely. Well, another team that's going to have some offensive changes next season is the Baltimore Ravens. So currently, we've got Lamar Jackson heading to free agency. You know, most likely going to get tagged by them if they can't work out a long-term deal. Yeah, his agent has the same problem with Baltimore. His agent doesn't have a history with Baltimore. Well, I guess the, the history of the history of last season. The history of last season of not getting the deal done. So that's just crazy. So they part ways with their offensive coordinator Greg Roman on January nineteenth. He had been their OC since twenty nineteen. Rich is very happy about that. It's just you know maybe they won't hand the ball off ninety thousand times a game though. Yeah. Do you think that part of it might be what's upsetting Lamar is that like how much he's involved in the running game, or maybe he he feels that might be like something on his legacy when people look back is that like he just wasn't a passer and he was always a running quarterback could first. Be. Could be. He get better at throwing the ball. I, don't disagree. <laughs> I, I couldn't uh, disagree more. Possibly, yeah. but like he can throw the ball, man. Yeah, he can throw the ball. He, he can sling it. I don't disagree with that either, but that's one of those things where again it's like that's what we're saying now as we're watching it, but then you know. Ten years from now, when oh, people who haven't watched it, Lamar and they look back at the stats, yeah. like that's kind of going to be legacy? what the stats say. You know what right. I mean? So it's just different. You got to protect yourself too. I mean, he's uh, 
he's a veteran of the league at this point, uh, and he, you know, I don't know how long he wants to think about himself like running around and carrying the team like that as well. And we're talking about a guy who missed the final four games of 2021 and six games in 2022, for including the playoff game that he missed. So he hasn't finished out the last two seasons, so it makes it hard. Like You understand where the Ravens are coming from with whatever they're offering with the deal and not wanting to go fully guaranteed like the deal. That's the thing is the Deshaun Watson deal is throwing everything off with the fully guaranteed, you know, $250 million. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> Classic yeah. Browns. They, got, they will remain a dumpster franchise. The mistake on the lake strikes again. Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> the stain of the NFL. So stain. They, the rivers catch on fire. It's a stain on the shield of the NFL. A stain on the shield. A poop stain. Fantasy-wise, brown, brown stain. Fantasy-wise, I don't imagine they're going to add anything really at the running back. I think, you know, they'll have J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards back healthy, so we don't really need to put anything on there. And then they're going to need to do something the wide receiver position. I don't know, you know, there's reports apparently that they were following Zay Flowers around the Senior Bowl during practice this week when they were there. So we'll see about that. I don't know why you would go with an undersized guy like that. I guess you're pairing him with Rashad Bateman, but... I, electric in space. I could see them doing something like bringing in maybe Jacoby Myers or Juju Smith-Schuster. What's, what's Just, Devin Duvernay's contract situation? Because it makes sense if he's getting ready to roll. I Devin believe Duvernay? he should still be on the team. Demarcus Robinson is a free agent. Like, so they could say, you've I got Bateman, you've got Demarcus, you've got Bateman and Duvernay, and that's essentially it at the moment. So Zay Flowers makes sense as a Duvernay replacement. The way they could use him, the way they use Duvernay in space. I think he's still on the team. At least for, or still yeah, on the contract, still on the contract, I was just wondering how many he has left. Zay Flowers is a guy that could go there, but I think... I don't know. Do you think the coaching changes are going to change the, run, like the handoff and running situation? Do you think there's going to be less rushing volume for them? So less rushing volume for J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards who are there who are kind of dependent on that because they're not used in the passing game. This is, um, sorry, I cut you off Duvernay's last year under contract. Duvernay's last year. So they could add Zay Flowers. So. He's an unrestricted free agent after 2023. Okay. So it's possible they're going to save Flowers and, show, and slowly shift that over the season from Devin Duvernay to Zay Flowers. It's a possibility. I mean, it's very speculative. Okay. Yeah, but that's what we're doing at the moment is kind of projecting what they're going to do. Basically, our point there is that we don't think they're going to make a major move at wide receiver. They're not going to take a you know somebody else to try to be a number one there. I think they're going to do something haphazard. They're going to roll with Rashad Bateman and then do something haphazard like grab a Zay Flowers to take over for Devin Duvernay, which isn't doing much for your offense, or grab like a middling you know free agent wide receiver like Juju Smith-Schuster or somebody like that. That's essentially the moves that we're I'm thinking Baltimore will end up making. So nothing too significant other than you know essentially unless something happens with Lamar. Yeah. But yeah, to your point, where you're saying with the with Baltimore, uh, should they they should throw the ball more? I mean, you look at the look at the teams they're competing. It's not like they're playing in the NFC. If they're playing in the NFC, okay. Like you see teams in the NFC win all the time with playing defense and being able to run the ball. Eagles, 49ers, Cowboys did it this season. Cowboys like that that plays in that conference. Right in the AFC, look what was left in the playoffs: Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, yep. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. Like, you Tim. need a quarterback who can sling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they got to let Lamar sling it. Yeah. Like, you got to let him compete. It's a, you're, 
You're trying to stick a square peg into a round hole, and it's not working. That's why. That's why I clapped when you said Greg Roman got fired. It's like, let's try to put the square peg in the square hole. Yeah. You know. So I guess my question is then: Are you concerned about if you're a Dobbins owner? Are you concerned about it enough to trade him away, or like if you're not a Dobbins owner, are you confident uh, enough yeah, to it should acquire? Be more touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. It, it should be better. Should be okay. More yeah. touchdowns. Should be better for everybody. A better offense, or more opportunity. You know, he should get more rushes. Um, more effective more, running yeah, as more well. effective opportunities, more opportunities yeah. in the red zone, and just you know, as a better offense as a whole. Right. This is just an elevation all around. Absolutely. Okay, I was just trying to get honest because you said you felt like they might get away from rushing as much as they did, and at the moment it seemed well, like he's depending on volume, so that's why I was saying. Yeah, but it also might be more focused rushing if they're going to run the ball as much. You know, then it's not spread. They might not spread it as much. Maybe it's not Lamar running the ball. How many as much. times has he did like this season? I don't have these numbers, but it's just like a for instance, like what could it, it could possibly help? That he faced like a nine man box, right? Eight or nine man box, right? And if then if they now have the threat of the passing game, maybe he gets that less. You know, the percentage drops. And right. It's, it's more. There's more room for him to work. More dynamic yeah. offense overall could help everybody succeed more. Which obviously okay. we'll we'll have to say, but cool. All right. Looking next, we're going to move to the Carolina Panthers, who fired head coach Matt Rule in Week 5, along with their defensive coordinator, Philip Snow. Steve Wilk served as their interim GM. He went 6-6 six and six in the meantime. We know that since then, they've hired Frank Reich Our as the new friend. head coach. Our old friend, Frank. Who <laughs> we're going to talk about at a later point. He was hired as the new head coach. He's bringing Deuce Daly from Detroit over there with him. So is he the offensive coordinator, Deuce Daly, or what's his? They title? have not he, given him an official he, title yet. No one wants to give him an offensive coordinator title. He'll just be assistant head coach and yeah. running backs coach again. I'm just hoping the new running backs coach in Detroit likes DeAndre Swift. <laughs> that's all. That's what I'm hoping. My that, guy, dude, that is you are holding on for your life there, brother. That is my hope there. That is, Deuce is out, and somebody else comes in and is like, you know what, I actually like this DeAndre Swift guy. My brother in Christ. Hey, he's a, I, he should be in his final year of his contract, right? Maybe they'll run him into the ground in the last year of his hey, contract, like dude happened to Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, situation, he goes off. Uh-oh, big brain. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Trade seven first for DeAndre Swift. Is that what we're saying? Unload the tank? Dude, I might have to run it back and pick him in my redraft again this year. I hope, I hope so. I hope I do the same so, thing. So, uh, the Carolina Panthers... Listen, let me, just to give you a quick... I went through a similar situation a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I took DJ Moore. All right? Yeah, yeah. And I hated myself for it because he wasn't very good that year. And then I took him again the next year, and he was pretty good. Okay. And he was solid for me. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it works. Sometimes okay. it doesn't. Sometimes you end up taking... You you, know, you just look. You end up with the same thing. You, you end up falling out of the playoffs by one game at the very end of the season. And you're like, why did I start you? Why, why did I listen to Rick? Yeah. yeah, it's all his fault. Go get him. Yeah, I'll call you up. I'll, I'll, we'll we'll wrap, we'll we'll circle back and synergize this at episode 100. Okay, fair yeah. enough. You like that? All right. So the only quarterbacks that are under contract for the Carolina Panthers this upcoming season are Matt Corral and Jacob Eason. So I imagine they're going to have to do something about that. Uh, they're about $9 million over the cap at the moment, however, so I'm not really sure where they go to replace the quarterback situation. The so. so they do have the ninth overall pick. They also have two second-round picks. There's in San Francisco's third and two-fourths. So they've got a couple of early-round 
draft capital. They still need to get under the cap, obviously, as well. So, yeah, it would make sense to do it in the draft. They're obviously going to have to move up, though, when you've got teams ahead of you like the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts. There's another obvious team that needs a quarterback that I can't think of off the top of my head. Feel free to help me out. You said Houston and the Colts? Yeah. I felt like there was another team up there, there that really needs a quarterback that I cannot think of. A team that needs a quarterback way. right now? Yeah. That's in the, that's up there at the top that's escaping. Don't know off the top of my head. I'm a brain fart, man. All right, well, so the point is there's several teams ahead of the ninth overall pick that are going to be looking at quarterbacks, so they can't stand pat at the ninth overall pick and expect to draft the quarterback, but I, that would be what I would expect as well. I don't think they have the money to be able oh, to... Uh, Vegas? Was it was Vegas? I don't know what you were thinking. Oh, the Raiders. Yeah. Raiders ain't a quarterback, yeah. Did it? Uh, Did the Falcons are ahead of Falcons them as well. Too. The Falcons are ahead of them. One pick ahead <laughs> of them. Wait, Falcons have Desmond Ritter, my man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> I need him to play football, even I, though I have I, other quarterbacks that are better. Than I don't think that's going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm not worried about that. He was a very <laughs> Do you back. think Seattle would take a quarterback? Seattle? Interesting. I mean, they stash they guy. Stash, a stash guy, like, like, they, a, Rick, like yeah. a Richardson or a Levis, someone who's who's more. Yeah. Who they say they, Levis is going as a starter. As a, That, that, yeah, okay, cool. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Yeah. I, you, you said that to me like I decided that. I'm like, I'm not, I, that's not my decision, I, Rich. I, I, I can know. tell you based off of everything I, that I've heard and everything I'm listening to from all the major scouts and all the reports, Levis is going as one of the top three quarterbacks. I have a history here, so like, Will Levis is probably going to be the greatest quarterback of all time okay. at this rate. By the way, I, got, I shit on him. Okay, but you know you've been you've been talking Mets back on this guy for like two years. Okay, got yeah, I haven't been paying attention. I, I just don't see blacked him. out. <laughs> he's just, he's a big toolsy guy, and everybody you know they, the NFL loves big toolsy guy. Uh-huh. But I see a guy who throws the ball to the team, the other team too much. Okay, yeah. all the time. He's a he's not just too the raw. Literally stuff. reminds me of Carson Wentz. Okay. I'm just like I can't do it again. Like stop, yeah. I can't. You Wentz know. is too recent. He's not too, our you know, quarterback. Have you been having to worry about it? But it's just like I'm tired. Of, like, people are going to invest in this, and it's like yeah. we, we, very we, traumatic. This yeah. is a lot like it is. We, we, need a, we need therapy. We got to work yeah. through this. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Chip Kelly era, you know. This screams Carson Wentz. I know you see what I know. Like when I said it too, like it's like he got like mad at me. Like I made this decision. Like I'm the one who scouted him out and gave him the ranking and put him up there. And I'm the one putting him in mock drafts going in the top. Why couldn't I be six five to twenty? Yeah, so he will not land. I I do want to get I do want to get back to the original point with Seattle maybe taking a. Quarterback it makes sense right now. Geno Smith's a free agent. Right, they, is, could, they could draft yeah. the guy. Someone like Anthony Richardson would make a lot of sense. There. Wait, what's going to happen with Geno? Is he not going to go back to Seattle? Do you think he'll resign he's, him? I think he might get franchise tag. Yeah, at the yeah. moment he's a free agent. That's all I can say. I think he'll probably end up going back to the team. In honesty, Lamar Jackson, yeah. Daniel Jones, and Geno Smith, I imagine going back to the teams they're currently on. They're all supposed to be free agents this offseason. I think all of them will be back. This, this mock I'm looking at has the Lions taking a quarterback. How do you guys feel about Daniel Jones going into next year? Um, I think that Brian 
Dayball's a great quarterback coach, and Daniel Jones will be fine for them. Yeah. He's not going to probably win you any games, but he's not really going to lose you any games either. We've seen his ceiling. The last year's probably. His yeah, team. last year was his ceiling. So, he played decent. Right. Solid. He took yeah. him to the playoffs. Yeah. You know, like the offensive line let him down a bit in the, in the game against the Eagles. In a year where you know, they, they, they didn't have any weapons either. I was, was going to say, I can't. The I, dudes I, off the street. Yeah, I can't believe exactly. yeah. We witnessed that a so few years ago. So, maybe we've seen his ceiling, but we get. Did you get him some playmakers? Yeah. So, I don't know that we've seen his ceiling because he doesn't have any playmakers. That being said, let me give you something real quick. New York Giants free agent wide receivers this season, as if they weren't already bad enough at the wide receiver position. Sterling Shepard, Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, Darius Layton, all free agents for the New York Giants this upcoming season. That is their receiving room. What's what's Galladay's... uh Galladay's oh, I'm sorry, I forgot they had Kenny Galladay. <laughs> yeah. How could I have forgotten? Yeah, that's uh, Kenny Galladay's getting paid twenty million dollars a catch. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, because he, isn't he getting paid a ton of money too? Like, he's supposed to be the guy catching the ball. He's not. I, I can't find fumbles, but um, Daniel Jones only threw the turn uh, through five interceptions. Okay, so that's what like when I say ceiling in terms of like going to the drive, being able to you know work the. He's offense. in the drive in the A's, NFC quarterbacks. I did get the NFC oh quarterbacks done, so his will be done in there. <laughs> uh, what was I just talking about before that? I don't. I don't know. We we were talking about we were going all over the place with Seattle and New York. Um, the quarterbacks oh. being oh the Giants losing all of their wide receivers in free agency. So they're going to have to address that in the draft because, like, there's just not a wide receivers out there in free agency for them to bring in to replace the guys that they're losing. So expect the Giants have to go back in and commit to more three. wide receivers. He only lost three. He so had he more than he probably didn't lose. Eight times on the whole season. Who, Daniel Jones? Yeah, which is, like, that's great for him. One improvement. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's probably the best you're ever going to get from him. No. Right. If he gets some more weapons, they're probably throwing the ball a bit more, so maybe he throws some more picks. That's that's basically Yeah, I think they right. started shoring yeah. up that offensive line last year. There's still some improvement done. I honestly think that should, those should be the two biggest investments, offensive line and wide receiver. If that happens, it might be stocks up for him. Saquon's also a free agent. So, I mean... Like, for instance, Hurts, Hurts turned the ball over eight times, too. Okay. For reference, right. six ints and two fumbles. Okay. Uh, and it, then again, yes, it is solid. So, at the moment, then he's a low end QB two because I'm hoping that they don't ha- they don't have any weapons at the moment. Saquon's a free agent. I just listed all the free agent wide yeah, receivers. That's, that's We're hoping that they bring Saquon and some guys back, or that they bring in some guys. But then you're hoping that they do that, and you're hoping that they improve the offensive line with that as well, and that Daniel Jones will then improve. And he doesn't have the rushing There's really a lot to, of to keep up. Right, exactly. To the, so where, where we feel okay he about falls it. into yeah. that. You know, if if you you know want to take a backup quarterback, or if you know you do a super flex or something. Something like that, or he'll probably end up as a streaming option, is essentially where I'm looking at with Daniel Jones. And Geno Smith, like I said, I think will be back with the Seattle Seahawks. Rich thinks they'll draft a guy later to replace it. No, I think he'll, he'll be back. They're not replacing him. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted a guy to, to sit behind him for a year. Maybe. I don't know if they'll I be don't, one of their. Because they need help on defense. So that top five pick, they might just. They could use defensive line. You know, they, they, could, use, right. they could use some help. So did they do that? Do they go edge? Do they go interior on the defensive line? Do they. Maybe in the second, third round, they take a, take a project quarterback to sit. I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Right. Yeah. No. 
Cool. Well, let's uh, let's rock on from, yeah. from that yeah, topic. Yeah, yeah. We were we were I'm talking. Very about, confused there for a second. We were, looking at the sheet, and I'm like, I don't see the Giants anywhere. Around. How do we get to the Giants? We yeah. were talking <laughs> about the Carolina Panthers <laughs> needing a quarterback, and that they would have to move up to get one. And you said Seattle might be a team ahead of them that could take a quarterback, who I had not mentioned. That was how that was how we got off the rails. We were Diet. talking about Carolina. So how do we end up bring us Giants? all the way back? Because we were because. Yeah, Geno Smith's a free agent, so is Daniel Jones. Okay. Okay. I was very confused for a second. Yeah, anybody at home, that's how we got there, you know. Panthers are picking, CL's picking ahead of the Panthers. Geno Smith's a free agent like Daniel Jones. That's how we got to where we were, for those of you who wanted to follow that tangent. Let's move past it. Move past it. I think uh, Carolina Panthers' major moves for fantasy might be to bring in a running back. They have about $9 million. Or they're about $9 million over the cap. They can do some easy moves to clear up some cap space. I think they could bring in, like, David Montgomery or Miles Sanders to kind of be, like, you know, he's really should be, like, a 1A, but they'll try to use him as, like, their main guy there. And I don't really imagine anything else as far as, like, wide receivers or anything that goes because I think, again, they need a quarterback, and that's going to be their major draft investment. So yeah, I think they need so much. Wait, yeah, wait, is this where Miles Sanders is going to land? I just I – don't, I, don't, I don't see it. They need so much, I don't see – that's like a luxury. Right? I think Montgomery. I think yeah. Sanders might be a little b- more pricey. Right, yeah, but I'm just like, obviously, Frank Wright. I did yeah. Sally. I get that, yeah. Yeah, that's a possibility, too, with them there, so, because yeah. some overlap, but there's it's a possibility. Like I said, that's what, again, just the cap space and kind of where I thought those guys would be, especially if you compare them to, like, Josh Jacobs who's gonna and Tony Pollard are going to be. I think those two will be the top. Right. running backs available actually hit the free agency. Absolutely. And these guys will go for a little bit less, which might leave them available for a team like Carolina that's just trying to get some skill around and potentially a young quarterback. Yeah, can we play taps for the Dallas uh, Cowboys uh, backfield? Yeah, go ahead and uh, put that in there. Listen, yeah. let's, let's hold off on doing that because uh-huh. you just might will it into existence that they draft B. John Robinson. Okay, all right, well. No, let's not. We don't yeah. want to do that. We'll hold off on taps. We'll hold off I, on that. I know what we were going to play taps. I had something I thought we should play the taps for, too. We'll get. We'll open it on the next one. The 49er season? <laughs> no. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Their fans were outrageous. Tom Brady's career. For, for it, we haven't recorded in so long. We forgot to even go over news like that. Yeah. Well, I had it later on in the thing, but we didn't get there yet. But Tom Brady has officially retired. He put so out his sucks. own video on Twitter. It's very oh. authentic. Did, We're not going to get in. Uh, I don't. Know, we don't quick. need to get in. No, just a yes, real quick, a real quick side off about the sand. Yes, get yes. on eBay. They're selling. They, they uh, track down the spot. They're that. selling the sand from the spot for a hundred grand. Like the sucker's born every man. Dude, I was just someone's buying that. Somebody's gonna buy that sand. I was just in Tampa. I'll, I'll bring some Tampa Tampa Tom sand back up next time in Tampa. It'll be. If you sell for a hundred grand, you might as well. I'll sell it to bring you. Bring it up by the truckload. I say you load up a U-Haul. Load up a U-Haul. I'll send you down in a U-Haul. Bring it up. Dude, I'm not going by myself. If you're really good at Photoshop and just live near a beach, you can just Photoshop Tom Brady out of a still picture, Photoshop yeah. your own hand in holding sand from your beach, mm-hmm. and just make a killing from it. So Fair enough. Yes. Tom Brady is retired. 
So long, Tom Brady. Tampa Buccaneers are in shambles. We'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah, check our merch store for uh, the sand. Yeah, it'll be coming in soon. Yep. $100,000 per mason jar. And yeah. toothpicks, I was told earlier. Yeah. Right? Something with toothpicks. Don't, don't reveal too many of our plans yet. Uh, okay. In the future, we'll be a big toothpick podcast. Yes. All right, so let's get into this last thing, and then we'll kind of wrap here for this episode, and then we'll hop into the next one. Last thing we're going to talk about in this one is going to be the Dallas Cowboys. They're parting ways with their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. We know that he's already found a job, landed as the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers, who had fired Joe Lombardi and their passing coordinator, Shane Day, earlier on, or after the season had ended. Scapegoat. So Mike McCarthy is now going to be the head is now going to be essentially the play caller for the Dallas Cowboys. So he's not going to have a scapegoat for next season. <laughs> this is an offense that struggled in big moments. Like we've seen it, they just poor clock management, poor like just execution of knowing what to do in critical situations. And whose job is it though? It's it's not always the offensive coordinator oversee clock management. It might be the head coach. Yeah, I mean I just. This is a guy who got scapegoated there, man. Kellenmore, he ran some pretty good offenses there. And, I mean, it's coming from Eagles fan. I'm, I'm not supposed to like him. In addition to this, you know, you, they needed a good offense coordinator. They needed more in the passing game. It was obvious. Michael Gallup was not ready like they thought he was going to be to start the season. I don't know why they thought he was going to be. That's it's not Jerry. his fault. Yeah, that's, that's Jerry's Jerry. fault. And they traded away Omari Cooper for, what, a sixth, seventh-round pick to get him out of the team. And he had a team-friendly deal. He had something that was easy to, like, restructure or get out of after, and they just decided to trade him away for nothing and keep – you know, trying to make Jalen Tolbert a thing, that doesn't work out for him and or them at all. So they need more in the running game. Tony Pollard is injured now. He's not going to be ready, or he might be ready to start next season, maybe not, but he's also a free agent. So what does a deal look like to bring him back? Is Are they going to bring him back? Because they're also still talking. Jerry Jones just recommitted to Zeke Elliott after the season ended. Listen, man, they need to get Zeke more involved. We need to, like, champion that man and never retire. <laughs> We need to do whatever we can to make sure he remains in charge of the Cowboys for as long as humanly possible. Absolutely. We need to heavily... Even if that means, like, finding, like, the, the fountain of youth and giving it to that man only. Like, uh-huh. it needs to happen. We need to start investing in that technology where, like, you can, you know, you connect something to their head and they re- the computer reads their thoughts. That's what we need to invest in to get for Jerry. So even when he's too old to actually go out there yes. and do anything and give the speeches, he can just think it onto there, and it will still happen for them. <laughs> That's what we need to invest oh, in as Eagles fans. man. It's awesome to watch. So I think that, honestly, I think Pollard is going to go somewhere else. I don't know that the Cowboys are in a position to be competing, you know, uh, try to bid for Tony Pollard, and I do think he'll have somewhat of a market as one of the better running backs in that free agency, even with the injury. Which might bring his value down, but I think they'll bring in like maybe like Devin Singletary or Samaj P. Ryan to try to complement Zeke Elliott, somebody like that. And yeah. it, I just don't know how I feel about that backfield. It'll be stocks up for C.D. Lamb because I think the running game is going to be awful next year. I think they're going to have to pass by default. So if you've got C.D. Lamb, good for him. I think they're going to have to look for a wide receiver in the draft probably as well because I don't know if you can yeah, really. I mean, the one they drafted last year, Tolbert did absolutely nothing. Yeah. You know, zero out of him. Healthy scratched by the end of the year. Yeah. In the beginning, he just never put on at all. And it just seemed like he never fully grasped what was supposed to be going on there. Yeah. So. Noah Brown had a nice season. <laughs> Who did? Noah Brown. Yeah, he did. Noah yep. Brown, yeah. Shout out Noah Brown. Shout out Noah Brown. I believe he may be a free agent. I'm not entirely <coughs> sure. I don't think I put him on the list because 
I didn't think I needed to go yeah, that far down no, the that, list. Yeah, you did not. <laughs> I didn't think we were, I honestly didn't think that his name was going to come Every, up on this podcast. Everybody else is on here, dude. That is not true. It's a husky list. It's a husky list. <laughs> it is a husky list, and, and that's not even. Uh, there's there's plenty of other free agents that I didn't put on there. Again, this was like yeah, I was, was trying to put year, some top guys. He was on yeah, one year. Yeah, we all got yeah. Um, wait, what else did we want to talk about uh, here? He's outside of that. He's an un- unrestricted free agent, no, bro. So, yeah, he is a free agent. So, Got right. so Cowboys then don't have Noah Brown, no Amari Cooper anymore. So, they've got, you know, Michael Gallup, CD Lamb, Michael Gallup. Dalton Schwartz is also, uh, or Dalton Schultz, I said Schwartz. Dalton Schultz is a free agent, so they need to find a way to bring him back as well. And that's with Pollard leaving and Schultz, or Pollard and Schultz both being free agents, I don't know that they both come back. So, again, my takeaway for the Dallas Cowboys is I'd be more in on CD Lamb next year as seeing, you know, more volume because I think they're going to have, again, I think the run game will be bad and unless they draft some, like, unless is they it's put an early state who pick in there. Wide receiver 7 or 8, I think, maybe? This is like, this yeah, but I think I'll actually have him ranked around there, whereas last season right. I had him closer to 12. That's I was, yes. finally, like, realized potential. Yes. You know, like, I'm not questioning ranked, if he's going to be the wide receiver one this season. ranked him off of what they thought he could do. It's yes. like he finally did what we thought he could do. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. Now they're, like, the he's ranking is right to where production. Yes, the production's exactly. catching up to the ranking. Yeah, exactly. He had a nice year. Yeah, he had a nice year. He did. He dropped some critical passes, though. But he had a nice year. He's a cowboy. He's a cowboy. You know. Love to say it, but you know they get the same script every year. You know how it is, dude. The script writers got <laughs> wild, dude. I love it. I dude, love it. It was great, man. What? Uh, what? That was so funny. There were so I, many. Gary Foster. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just sitting there like, yeah. There's all those funny ones too and whatnot, but there's like, yeah, the serious conversations. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm just. What do you think Demar Hamlin was thinking when he was handed that script? It's like, hey, that Monday night game's not going to happen, and here's why. It's like, yeah, I don't think that this is scripted. Like, right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so. In addition to the jokes, there's also the serious side. There's like, there's so many guys who, like, got injured or, like, who thought they were going to make their career in this and didn't happen. They're They're not really hurt. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But they, they they don't get their money, they don't get get their contracts, and they just, yeah. You get the absurdity of it? It's ridiculous. All right. So. (laughs) What do you think happens in that blue, blue tent? <laughs> they're that's the negotiation. That's a, that's they they know they're not they're yeah. not getting their their full money. Now they're in there negotiating. That's all they, the they do. Makeup in the blue. They just give them laughing gas. That's why Aaron Rodgers comes out talking about his knee like that. That's ayahuasca. <laughs> We're going to wrap this episode there on that. We still have other coaching coordinator changes to go through. We're going to come back with another episode. It's probably going to be a little shorter because we covered a large majority of them during this one. But until next time, I'm Ryan McNichols. Reach out. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your audio podcast. Peace out. Later.